0: Naftali was a devoted chassid of the Heidege Premishlan Rebbe, and he was a poor man, he was a schlepper, but he had one treasure in his life, his daughter, and she was so beautiful that one of the finest scholars in Naftali's community wanted to marry her. And unfortunately, Naftali didn't have any money for the dowry, so he decided to go to his Rebbe, Reb Meir Premishlan, and ask him for a bracha and an etza, advice on how to get the money to marry off his daughter. Now, since he only had one pair of shoes, he took them off and put them over his shoulder and walked in the dirt and the mud for several days until he reached the city of Premishlan. He walks into the Rebbe's room and he says, Rebbe, I have good news. My daughter is engaged to the finest scholar in our town. Unfortunately, the Chatan's parents and I are so poor, we barely have enough money to eat yet alone make it possible for the chatan to sit and learn all day after they get married. Rebbe, do you have some advice for me? How can I raise 2,000 rubles for the wedding and start them off in life? Maybe, Rebbe, maybe you can lend me some money and I'll pay you back. Now the Heidege Premishlana Rebbe would never say the word I, because there was only one I in the world, Anochi, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Hashem Himself. So he was so humble, he would always refer to himself in the third person. And so the Heidegger Premishlaner answered like this Mayor doesn't have any money. All Mayor has is one ruble. But he'll give it to you and use it for the first business deal that comes your way. And even though the Rebbe's gift was very modest I mean, one ruble wasn't going to go very far and making 2,000 rubles, nonetheless, being a true chassid of the Premishlaner, Naftali never doubted for one second that the Rebbe's advice would work. With the coin, Hot in his hand, he began his long walk home, and he walked all night and all day, and then rested a little bit, and walked again, until eventually, he reached his town, just as the sun was coming up the next morning. He was kind of exhausted, but hopeful, and he stopped and looked at the coin. As it happened, the richest man in town, who was a great miser, and a miserable person in general, he came out onto his balcony at that very moment to smoke his morning pipe and watched the sun rise. And what does he see? He sees Naftali standing there in the middle of the square, staring at this coin as it reflects in the sun. And for some reason, the miser had the craziest thought. He came over to Naftali, and he said, Hey, Naftali, how would you like to do a little business deal with me? And right away, Naftali remembered the Rebbe's words to take the first business deal that comes your way. So he says, Sure, what, what kind of deal do you have in mind? And the wealthy miser, he says to Naftali, how much can you afford to pay me for my place in the world to come? Now, normally, Naftali would have given the miser nothing because this guy was so cheap. He never gave staka. He never helped anyone. And everyone knew that when he made a business deal, he was mean and cruel. But just like the holy premishlaner had told him, he accepted the first deal. And he said, okay, he holds up the coin and he says, I have one ruble, but this isn't just any ruble. This is a special ruble. That was given to me by my rebbe. And the miser says, fine, it's a deal. And they shake hands. And the miser feels very happy with himself that he took the only coin that poor Naftali had. And he thinks, what kind of rebbe? Premishlaner. Who believes in rebbe's anyhow? It's a bunch of nonsense. And thinking it's the biggest joke in the world, the rich miser goes into shul. And he tells everyone there, you'll never believe what business deal I made this morning. I sold my share in the world to come to Naftali the schlepper. For one, stupid ruble. But the members of the shul didn't find this very funny. And they said, What are you doing? Are you crazy? First of all, Naftali doesn't even have a ruble. And you took his last ruble? And second, you sold him your place in the world to come? Come on, we all know better than that. You don't even have a place in the world to come. You're such a miser and a disgusting person. You call yourself a Jew? Within an hour, the news spread all over town. Everyone, without exception, was disgusted over the way the miser behaved. And as it happened, the miser's daughter was engaged to the handsome son of another wealthy merchant. And the two of them were madly in love. But when the future father-in-law heard what the miser had done, he sent a note threatening to cancel the wedding. It said, if your idea of a good joke is stealing money from a poor person, then it shows how inhumane and cruel you are. And I certainly don't want my son to marry your daughter and live in your house." And when the miser's wife heard that the shidduch, the match, was going to be broken off because of her husband's stupidity and crass behavior, she shouted at him, You thought you were so smart. Now you've ruined your daughter's chance for a happy life. You better go to Naftali, the schlepper, and fix things really fast. And the miser said to his wife, But it was just a joke. Why is everyone taking it so seriously? Now Naftali, who was exhausted from all this walking, was in a very deep sleep when the miser came bursting into his house. He throws the ruble on the only little broken table in the whole house. And the miser shouts at Naftali, Here's your coin! I'm taking back my place in the world to come. And Naftali was still waking up. And he knew, even though he was just a schlepper, that this was no way to conduct a business deal. So Naftali says, I'm sorry, my friend. I'm not giving it back to you. I bought it from you fair and square. So the miser says, okay, here's two rubles. You made a 100% profit. And Naftali says, no, I'm not accepting two rubles. Not two, not three. It's mine. And that's the end of the deal. Okay, so the man was a miser and he knew what he had to do. He went from three to five to 10 to 15 and finally offered Naftali 25 rubles to buy back his share in the world to come. And it wasn't easy for him because the whole time he couldn't believe that something as worthless as the world to come would be worth even a copic. And here he's about to give 25 rubles for it. But still, Naftali wouldn't budge. He said, I'm not selling it back to you and that's it. And he gave the miser back his ruble and kicked him out of the house. And the miser, pleased that he didn't even have to give the ruble, he went back home to his wife and he said, listen, the schlepper's crazy. He's mama shemeshugana. I offered him 25 rubles. It's a fortune for him, and he still turned me down, so forget it. There's nothing to talk about. There's no one there. To make a long story short, the miser's wife and the daughter let the miser have it, and the daughter said, if you spoil my wedding, I will leave this house and never come back to you again. And the wife said loud and clear, if you don't go back to the schlepper and work this out, I'm going before a based inn and getting a divorce, and I won't have any problems because everyone knows how cruel you can be. Now, the miser knew he was in serious trouble, not only with his wife, but the whole business community and his daughter. And this time he went back to Naftali and he said, okay, listen, how much money do you want? You name your price, I'll pay it. And Naftali thinks about it and he says, you know, it's hard to say. To tell you the truth, it would have never occurred to me to buy your share in the world to come in the first place. First, I don't need your share in the world to come. I have my own. And second, if I were to buy anyone's place in the world to come. It certainly wouldn't be yours. However, I told you my Rebbe, the Holy Premish gave me a ruble and told me to take the first business deal that came my way, which turned out to be yours. So obviously I can't undo the deal without first consulting with the Rebbe. So this time, Naftali didn't have to walk because the miser took him in a beautiful, elegant carriage. <laughs> and it didn't take several days to get there. A few hours later, they were there. And standing in front of the Helige Rebbe, the miser says, you know, your chassid, he's not okay. I sold him my place in the world to come for a ruble, and he won't take it back for 25 rubles. What's with your chassid? The schlepper says, you're the only one who can cancel the deal, and I want to buy back my place in the world to come. What do I have to do? And so Rib Meir turns to his faithful chassid, and he says, Naftali, how much money did you say you needed for your daughter's wedding? And also to get the couple started off in life, didn't you say 2,000 rubles? And Naftali says, yes, 2,000 rubles, Rebbe. So then the Rebbe turns to the miser and he says, that's what it will cost you to buy back your share in the world to come. 2,000 rubles. And so the miser knew he had no choice. He counted out the money right there on the spot. He gave it to Naftali. And when he was finished, the great tzaddik, Rebbe Meir Premishlan, he turned to the bewildered miser and said, Now you've begun to earn a share in the world to come.
1: La, 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 la.
0: I want to thank Mishpachat Amster of Pardes Chana for becoming supporters of this podcast, and thank you for the beautiful note that you sent me as well. May your children continue to grow in Torah and mitzvot, in the ways of Chasidus and Hasidic stories. And to all the children, and all the parents, and all the Yidin, and all the world that listens to this podcast, and Mamish, thank you. Ba'uch Hashem, it's really thousands of people at this point. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for your support. And may we all go from strength to strength in all things good.